This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. BetQLNRadio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use the promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types for the first time bettors to hardcore. Make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. It's Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. Now we welcome in Alex Moretto at LXJ Moretto, supervising editor of sports betting for the score uh, here to talk some NHL. Uh, Alex, uh, in the NBA, you can't escape it. The Jazz are the number one story, as surprising as they've been. The AD injury to the Lakers, uh, also an intriguing story. What what are the top couple of headlines that you're following closely? It could be injury-related or just teams that are shocking the world in the NHL right now. Yeah, um, there's, uh, there's been a lot of surprise teams early on, uh, especially you look at teams like Montreal and Florida who wouldn't have been playoff teams last year if, if you know, the 2014 playoff didn't happen if it wasn't for COVID. And, and you know, they're off to really hot starts. Uh, teams like the Wild and uh, the Islanders are doing great. Um, so I'm looking at a lot of those teams that have started really strongly, really impressive. Uh, and I'm also looking, you know, down at teams like, the Capitals and Flyers who their records may be pretty good right now, but you know, the underlying numbers don't support that. And I think they're, they're being pretty overvalued by the market right now. Uh, so, you know, it's just kind of some teams that have gotten off to really good starts that were sort of unexpected and teams that were expected to compete for cups that, that are looking actually quite bad right now. Yeah. And Alex, last night, the Panthers beat the lightning six, four in a game that I really enjoyed because I like goals and I like betting overs, but they're nine, two, and two. If you look at the futures right now, I mean, they're 33, 33 to one to win the Stanley cup. They're nine, two, and two. Is that sustainable? And do you think that they have a shot to actually win the cup? Cause they look really good right now. Yeah. And I was on them last night. Um, you know, I, I waited for the uh, goaltending announcements when I heard McElhaney was playing, I, I locked that in. Um, and they have been a lot of fun to watch, but my short answer as to whether this is sustainable is no, unfortunately. Uh, and I say unfortunately because I love a lot of their players. They're so much fun to watch. Guys like Huberdeau and Barkov have been some of the league's more underappreciated guys for a few years now. Um, but the bottom line is I just can't trust their goaltending whatsoever. Their backup, Chris Dreger, has kind of emerged as their almost new starter. He's been really good this year. But you look back at his career numbers in the AHL, ECHL, and there's nothing to suggest that this is sustainable from him. And then, of course, there's Bobrovsky, the guy they signed to a huge deal you know, last summer to come in as the starter they desperately needed for so long. And he's been, frankly, he's been pathetic. <laughs> Whether you want to look at the surface stats or the underlying numbers, it's just not pretty either way. He basically pulled uh, an Albert Hainsworth or a Vernon Wells, right? He signed his big deal and he just completely mailed it in. Uh, I mean, if they can sold that, sort out this goaltending situation, I think there's a lot of potential with the with the Panthers. They're you know playing well at five on five, but 
it doesn't seem like an issue that can be resolved. There's just no moving Bobrovsky's contract. Uh, there's nothing they can do there other than just hope he plays himself out of it. And as much fun as their offense is, they can't simply outscore teams every night, especially in the division they're in. It's a really tough one with, you know, the, the hurricanes, uh, the stars, the lightning. So I don't think this is sustainable and I'm not really looking to get involved with them in the futures market. Alex, uh, how has betting gone for you so far this season? Uh, not that there are any major takeaways with such a small sample size, but uh, ha- have there been any lessons or something that you're watching closely? Uh, it's been, you know what, it's been really good lately. Um, I've been, you know, I've been awesome in February, um, sitting at 24 and 10 on sides, you know, with an average line of minus 108. Wow. And as much as I'd love to hit 70% this season, I know that it's absolutely <laughs> not sustainable. So I'm just bracing myself for the inevitable, you know, 0-10 correction period that's coming. But um, I think this year with the no fans and uh, and everything, it's just kind of eliminated a lot of the variables. And and it's, it's helped me just trust my numbers a lot more. Um, I know there's been a lot of luck involved in my recent streak, for sure. But uh, it's helped me just kind of rely on these five-on-five stats. Um, you know, three, three quarters of the game played at five-on-five. So it's the best barometer for success. I've been able to kind of lean into those and break down those numbers, get a better idea of which team should control play, generate more offense, limit chances against. Um, I make sure to include stuff like shooting percentage, chance conversion, save percentage. Those are all good indicators for regression. Uh, if the team's shooting 12% on five on five, that's just not sustainable. And conversely, you know, if they're shooting 5%, you know, they're due for some positive regression. Um, obviously scoring, scoring talent factors into that. Uh, some teams are going to have more success than others, but you know, you can gauge whether they're, current levels are kind of appropriate uh, based on past data and such. Um, And, you know, while five on five stats are a large part of it, I also have been, you know, factoring in other stuff like special teams data, uh, which teams are lethal on the power play, struggling on the penalty kill. And of course, putting a heavy emphasis on goaltending. Um, Can't emphasize that enough. I see so many people giving out their full cards every morning and I'm just sitting there (laughs) like, how? Like it's, it's a bit reckless in my opinion to be locking in bets without knowledge of who's starting. And in certain cases, you can kind of make a safe assumption. Uh, and there are other cases where it doesn't matter as much. But there are the majority of instances, that's not the case. You look at a lot of teams in this league, like Vasilevsky to McElhaney, Cal Peterson to Jonathan Quick, uh, Bennington to Huso, Gibson to Miller. I mean, the list goes on. The difference between starter and backups in these cases is far from negligible. You're talking about starter announcements that can swing these lines by 20 to 25 cents from a valuation standpoint, point, which is absolutely massive for uh, capping purposes, you know? So it's just, yeah, but I mean, this year, really, I've just been able to kind of lead into the numbers and I feel like they're, they're proving true a lot more often than not. Um, and I think that's been, you know, really helpful for me. And that's been a big part of this uh, early success I've had. Besides Florida, the other team that continues to surprise me is the Blackhawks, and they win again last night in overtime against Detroit. And, you know, especially the start of the season, I thought they were just going to be an absolute disaster, and they continue to find ways to win games. What are your thoughts on the Blackhawks? And, like, as far as the market goes, are there any teams that you've noticed just Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you you know, are being undervalued still. It's early in the season. Yeah, um, the Blackhawks have definitely been a pleasant surprise. Uh, they came into the goaltending. They came into the season basically saying, we don't care about our goalies. 
Uh, and, you know, it somehow worked out for them. Kevin Lankin has come out of nowhere. He's been unbelievable. Um, it's one of those cases, though, where it's kind of hard to trust it. Uh, you're kind of waiting for him to turn turn into a frog. And as much as it's nice to see him have the success, I don't think that it's something they can sustain, especially with kind of that defense in front of them. Um, you know, I, I know they won again last night, but they were, if you look at the, you know, the five on five numbers, they were outplayed drastically by the, uh, the Red Wings. They just, they just happened to get some timely goals. That's just, you know, a product of having a bit more talent than Detroit. Um, so I'm not necessarily looking to buy it on them, but undervalued teams, um, Flames are definitely one of them for me. You haven't had to pay more than like a buck 40 for them all season. Uh, you know, average price of like minus 120. Um, they split against Montreal. They were really unlucky to lose a pair of one goal games to Toronto. Uh, they've been really profitable for me. You know, they're a strong five on five team with an efficient power play, great goalie. Uh, they've controlled a greater portion of the expected goal share at five on five in the majority of their games. And they're kind of being looked at as a middle of the pack North team uh, muddled in the sort of Canadian market. But to me, they're the clear cut third best team uh, ahead of Winnipeg and Edmonton. And uh, we've been getting them at fairly short prices against the likes of the Canucks, uh, Oilers and Jets. And, you know, with Markstrom, um, and in that, you know, North division, there's a chance for them to make a run in the playoffs. I really like their team. They got a lot of grit. Uh, they got some speed. They have, I mean, they, yeah, they're, they're coming together really well. So uh, I definitely like what they're doing there. Um, and I know, I mean, in the f- futures market, the hurricanes at 17 to one, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I know I pumped up <laughs> Carolina here a couple of weeks ago, um, yeah. but the price hasn't changed a bit somehow their young core is taking another big step forward. They're getting a ton of secondary scoring, which is really important come playoff time. Uh, the burden isn't falling entirely on Aho and Sveshnikov. They've both been outstanding. They're producing at, you know, a point per game clip, but they're just third and fourth in the team in scoring. So, you know, uh, as a team, all four lines are doing a great job chipping in. They're loaded on the back end and Reimer's doing a nice job carrying the load, obviously losing Morazic for the season hurts, but you know, there's some nice potential with, Ned Elskovic, or however you pronounce it, you know, has the backup. Um, he's a guy who led Charlotte to the Calder Cup in 2019. So he's definitely got that kind of playoff experience. And I think he's a good guy to have behind Reimer there. Uh, Brenda Moore's a great coach. And, you know, it's just really hard to find a weak spot on this team. I think it's a top three team that's being priced barely as a top 10 team at some shops right now. Uh, this is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvath, our guest, Alex Moretto, at Alex J. Moretto on Twitter. Does a lot of sports betting stuff for the score. Uh, Alex, um, how about tonight's card? You've been hitting at a ridiculous clip on sides, and uh, now we're down to five matchups. Anything that you like? Yeah, it's a shame. I was looking. Uh, I was looking at betting the Predators tonight. That one got postponed, um, which is probably for the best because they've been so awful. The numbers say that they, you know they were some good value, but uh, probably best to stay away. But um, so far, I've only locked in the Wild. Uh, the Wild haven't played in two weeks because of COVID issues. They're back in action tonight against the Kings in LA. I got this at minus 20 late last night, but there are still some minus 30s out there, which I'd definitely be okay with laying. Um, the Wild have been one of the league's best five-on-five teams this season. And, you know, conversely, the Kings are dead last in that regard by a wide margin. They've managed just a 40% share of the expected goals at five-on-five, which is just a miserable number. Uh, the market's a bit soft in the Wild, though, because of the layoff. They still have a few guys out with COVID, but Matthew Dumba's back in the lineup tonight, which is big on the back end. They're getting Zuccarello back for the first time this season, which is a nice boost to the to an offense that's been really impressive already. And uh, I'm betting this under the assumption that Cal Peterson starts with the Kings. But if we get word that Quick starts, I'd bet it all the way up to minus 150. Uh, I think this, they're just a much better team. And it, this is a bit of a discount just because of the long layoff. I'll likely 
have another player too, but I'm just going to wait for goalie announcements. Um, there's a chance Samsonov goes for Washington, in which case I'll stay away. But if Vanashik starts again, I'll pay the short price on Pittsburgh. And there's also a bit of value on the Sabres, I think, assuming Sorokin starts uh, this back-to-back, which he should. And But I want to wait for word on that as well. You know, the Sabres were bad last night following the long layoff, but they shook off the rust, hopefully. And I think, you know, against an Islanders team with... With uh, Sorokin in that, the big there's a big difference between him and Barlamov. So I think they're they're pretty good at that number. I think plus one ten, plus one fifteen, they're floating around right now. Alex, I wanted to get your take really quick on probably the best uh, game on this card tonight: the Golden Knights at home. They're ten two and one, and they're taking on uh, the Avalanche. And something weird is going on here, where I saw um, the Golden Knights actually opened up minus one fourteen as the favorites, and I see about fifty two percent of the bets coming in on Vegas still. Yet Colorado now is favored. I see minus one hundred nine, minus one ten. Um, what is your take on that game, or why? Why would you see maybe that line movement right there? Yeah, um, I'm assuming the movement was would have to do something with uh, with Kale McCarr. Um, is he going to be in there tonight? He's questionable right now. But if Kale McCarr plays, that's that's massive. I have this as a coin flip game, pretty much without him. Uh, but if Kale McCarr is in for the Avalanche on the back end, then you know I I definitely move them to favor. It's probably something around the minus 115, minus 120 range. Um, so I guess, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any news on it yet, but if if something has come out on uh, McCarr, maybe someone knows something about his status and uh, expects him to play, uh, that would be that would be uh, the sense I can make of that. You know, Alex, it's been tough on a lot of betters uh, for all the different sports. And even in the NHL, we're hearing about postponements. Uh, you're missing out on an opportunity at betting tonight now, um, but you've been doing very well so far so are i don't want to say it's a good thing but kind of have you figured out the right process for you early on in the season i hope so i hope this is something that's going to stick here but um i'm not sure i mean again it's just you know just kind of really leaning into these numbers and and trusting that uh i think that i've got a good feel on the market right now i kind of have a good grasp on where they're where they're soft on certain teams and um where they're a bit more bullish on others where perhaps they shouldn't be and i've just kind of been trusting that uh you know in the past i've i've been less reliant on the numbers i've kind of looked more into the situational stuff a bit too with uh you know i mean fans i think fans play a a big bearing on this stuff right you have like a big hit that can swing momentum around or you have a fight that can just completely change the momentum of a game we saw that in the first night you know montreal and toronto opening night uh wayne simmons takes on ben Sherratt and kind of flips that game around completely for the leafs who look dead and that stuff just isn't as prevalent without fans but when you did have fans in the stand that stuff completely changes games around so i think without those variables it's been a lot easier to trust the numbers and i think that's been you know, the, the reason for my success so far, but I, like I said, you know, I'm fully prepared for, for regression season to hit. <laughs> there's some good points. Yeah. There's some people that just follow the numbers and, and you'll be all right with home ice, home field, not, not much of an aspect uh, this year in sports or over the last year, Alex Moretto at Alex J Moretto on Twitter, supervising editor of sports betting for the score. Thank you so much, Alex. Best of luck tonight. Yeah. You too guys. I appreciate you having me on. Good stuff from Alex J. Moreto there on Twitter. Uh, it, it's a good point there. For people that do make their own numbers, it's just you don't have to worry too much about home field, home ice. Like It doesn't really matter. Sure, there's a little bit for travel, not sleeping in your own bed. That's always the case, but you don't have to worry too much about it. Okay, well, this place, it, it, there's a lot bigger advantage for the home team.